0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies,
2: hello hi and welcome to another installment of 12 habits on the emma Gunn show i am your host emma gonna wardner and this is the very first episode in our second habit 12 habits is a year long project where together we'll strive to make or break habits each month now we all know there are habits and lifestyle choices that are good for us yet trying to incorporate them into daily life can be so much of a challenge that they quickly fall by the wayside and then we can begin to think that We're bad and wrong, there's something wrong with us. Dare I say, we can even think that we have failed. And in 12 Habits, we'll spend a month unpicking the challenges, figuring out our ways over, under, and through the barriers to making these habits stick so that they can become parts of our lives in a way that's sustainable. Because there's no point trying to stick to a habit if you've chosen to do it in a way that you can't adhere to and maintain. You're not the failure. Sometimes the form that you choose for your habit just doesn't work for you. So it's about figuring out the way to incorporate it into your life in a way that does work for you. The first habit we tackled was meditation. And for habit two, and this was the habit I was asked for most when I posted about this. It was in the Facebook group, tons of emails and loads of DMs. We're going to be looking at how we use our phones with a view to using them less. Now, you'll notice that is not as snappy a snappier title or snappy a habit as meditation. But this, dear listener, I think is going to be the wooliest, muddiest and perhaps messiest of the habit. Well, I hope because, I mean, this is going to be a tough year otherwise. This just feels as though... There's a lot to it. There are a lot of things to try to pull together here. And it isn't actually as simple, as simple as use your phone less. Obviously, there's a lot more to it. And incidentally, if you want to get in touch with me about this habit, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com and put 12 habits in the subject line. And that will get you right to the top of the queue. So in the first episode of this habit series talking about phone usage I actually wanted to take a little time to understand why this is something we're all aware of and want to change because it seems to me that knowing excessive time looking at a screen is something we're instinctively aware isn't good for us yet knowing where to begin to change that is the first hurdle. So on some level There's an element of guilt that's beginning to sort of seep into our phone usage. And you might have read articles telling you that you should minimise your screen time for various reasons. But I think it's this gut feeling that maybe we are reliant. Some people have messaged me saying they feel addicted. Some people have messaged me saying they feel as though they just mindlessly scroll. There's something icky about how we're using our phones yet our phones are extremely useful so it's trying to find that balance so i'm just going to confess and tell you that my daily average screen time i just checked it is two hours and 37 minutes which according to the screen time app on my phone is down seven percent from last week i find that very hard to believe Two and a half, meaning I find it hard to believe that it's gone down at all because um, I use my phone a lot. So two and a half hours a day is a lot, but a report by Ofcom in 2021 found that the average screen time of a UK adult was over three and a half hours. So um, I must've had a very lean week. I must've been out a lot. Um, Every Monday morning, I, as I'm sure many of you do, I get that alert telling me that there's a report waiting for me with my screen time for the last week. And I always feel a pang of guilt of dread I have to say when I see that blue egg timer icon appear on my phone's home screen and also on my Apple watch because I'm bombarded with the notification because I, I, can't, I know that if I click yeah view I'm probably not going to like what I see. So I asked the Facebook group and if you aren't already a member there are over 5,000 of you in there so please do join the link to join is in the show notes but when I asked in the Facebook group about what habit you wanted next the comments and replies and the desire for this one was so huge but I wanted to actually share some of the comments that came back in the group because the messages came in thick and fast. So it was things like, I default to picking up my phone, even if I've just put it down. I hate being reliant on it. Another member of the Facebook group said, with the first lockdown, my phone usage has exploded. And I realise it's just a pacifier sometimes, especially at night. I can't completely leave it because I'm in a long distance relationship and it's our only way to communicate. But I wish I could be more mindful like a few years ago. Someone else said, because we were talking about all of the different habits and productivity and various other things, and someone made the really good point. I reckon sorting out the phone usage would help with all the other habits. I find it's often my phone that keeps me awake at night, because a lot of people have been asking about how to get better quality sleep. Stunts my productivity, because another one of the habits was about how to increase productivity. And if I wasn't on my phone, I'd have the time to learn a new skill Learning a new skill is one of the other habits that we might be looking at in 2022. They're all in the Facebook group as options. Someone else said, and I can relate to this one, I use my mobile for work and I'm on it a lot during the day, which is fine. My issue is that I'm in such a habit of picking it up and looking at it that I do it even when I don't need to. I find myself scrolling through social media in the evenings and then I complain that I don't have enough time to do other things. How can I break the habit of picking up my phone because I do it mindlessly without even thinking? It's a good point i'm sure many people can relate someone else said sometimes i feel like being on my phone can affect the quality of my face-to-face interactions oh yes i feel you and being in the moment i'd also like to spend more time on other things like reading but can't seem to focus beyond endless scrolling when i have downtime at the end of the day i can relate to every single word of that someone else said i find that my reliance on the phone is quite unjustified it's a work tool with various apps that i need for work I'm not too silly with social media. However, I find that I, we, all expect communication and I think focus time is great. I realise that in the evening, I cannot sit through a TV show, read a book, or talk to family without having it nearby. Again, I can relate to all of those things and I'm sure many of you are nodding along as you're listening to this. Someone else said, reducing phone usage when you work in social media would be really useful. Yep, preach, I hear you, sister. Phone-free days for me are just not an option. And that's really interesting, the idea of phone-free. We'll come back to that in a little while. This idea of cold turkey as being the solution. I don't think that's the way. But what those messages tell us is that there's a desire to reduce the amount of time spent on our phones. Simple as that. An acknowledgement that time is wasted looking at screens and that it's affecting our ability to focus Pay attention and be present, right? So when Steve Jobs launched the first iPhone in 2007, he said, every once in a while, a revolutionary product comes along that changes everything. And clearly, mobile devices, smartphones, iPhones, iPads, all of that, they've changed a lot. But are we beginning to dislike how some of that change makes us feel? Because I can still remember getting my first iPhone and feeling like I had the world at my fingertips and thinking it was so exciting. But now it definitely does feel as though it's tinged with a little bit of ugliness, of ickiness. So if you haven't listened to it yet, then I really encourage you to have a listen to my conversation with Johan Hari on the podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes. To me, that was an absolute revelation on the subject. He's spent years investigating our relationships with phones, the damage they're causing to our attention spans. And he's spoken to everyone from neuroscientists, psychologists, and the coders who've created the very technology that has hooked us onto our devices. And side note, many of those coders have now come forward to say they wish they could take back the innovations they created. It's so a little bit of a Frankenstein uh, situation there. And one thing he said on the phone and in his book, Stolen Focus, which is... I think a must read for absolutely everybody in this day and age was that every time you make an effort to stop using your phone, you have to imagine that there are hundreds of coders, codes, algorithms, and many other things in place.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
2: working to make sure you don't put your phone down. So I think this is my first point as we begin to really tackle this habit over the next few weeks. Don't beat yourself up if your screen time is higher than you would like. Don't be cross with yourself for not being able to put your phone down, for checking your phone at 3 a.m. when you get up to go to the loo, for constantly refreshing pages for new content, likes, comments, etc. They've been designed to elicit this exact response so you're not wrong or in the wrong for responding to it in this way. It's just now that we're aware of it, now we can begin to work on it. Because, unfortunately, there are consequences from all this screen time. As wonderful as it is to have pretty much all the information ever at your fingertips at all times, there is a downside. I mean, it can be as basic as things like the germs... My phone comes pretty much everywhere with me. And yes, dear listener, I have killed two phones by dropping them down the lavatory. It's fine. It was years ago. I've I've since learned my lesson and they were brick like work phones. So they didn't mean a lot to me. But still, if you're taking your phone everywhere, then they could be harboring viruses and bacteria. So on a very basic level, they could be, I don't know, (laughs) could be carrying something icky i'm going to gloss over that now but the good news is you can clean them pretty easily every day with an alcohol-based wipe but that's just that's kind of an entry level downside then you've got things like tech neck it's harder to notice on yourself but if you have a, a route like when i was at a station recently i was at clapham junction station recently and i was looking and so many people were standing looking down at their phones and to see people's necks at that angle just did not look comfortable and it really is a sharp bend in their neck and in the neck as you peer down. And it's a posture that actually strains the neck muscles and can radiate across the back and can lead to knots, spasms, and potentially even, uh, like I said, throughout the back shoulders and down the arms. So that's something you don't really want. Blue light can disrupt our circadian rhythm. So our bodies and brains are programmed to wake us up as the sun rises and go to sleep when the sun sets. And using blue light later in the day or at night, I'm talking about that three a.m. trip to the bathroom when you're half asleep. That can really interfere with your ability to get to sleep and to stay asleep because your body's going, oh, is it? hang on, it's light again, isn't it? It's really confusing for our bodies, which is why sleep can be can become such a challenge. Have you ever noticed your thumbs feel a bit funny? Well, if you've ever had a numb or tingling feeling in any of your digits, it could be the excessive phone use leading to something called trigger fun, th- trigger fun, trigger thumb. Um, which is essentially an inflammation of the tendons or you can feel at the base of your thumbs. So it can be all through the thumb or at the, with the heel of the hand and all are an indication of too much time on your phone. And there's also a condition which affects that, I think it's called the ulnar nerve in the elbow. When it's compressed, it can cause numbness and tingling in the outsides of the hands, ring and little fingers. And your forearm can also become painful. Now, I remember a couple of years ago waking up one day and thinking, I can't feel my ring finger. And all day it felt really numb. I remember my friend Ali came over for dinner and I said, I don't really want, want to say this out loud, but I haven't been able to feel my ring finger all day. And then it sort of I it went away. But now reading about this, I think, well, surely that is part of the problem. So it can... Radiate down the entire arm, and it can really cause the forearm to be incredibly tight. So let's do a little experiment together. So if you're safely able to do this, don't do this if you're driving or you're operating heavy machinery. But put out your arm in front of you with your palm up, so straight up, um, perpendicular to the floor. Uh, sorry, parallel to the floor, with your palm. Oh, goodness me, my p's and my f's. With your palm facing up to the ceiling. Now use your other hand. Keep your arm outstretched and pull on the heel of your hand pull your hand down so that your fingers are pointing at the floor does your forearm feel a little bit tight yep that could that could be because of phone overuse that strain and that maybe if you're feeling a little bit of pain i certainly do could be because of how you're using your phone and your constant use of the phone and then there are also links between excessive phone use and eye issues such as eye strain and eye pain which obviously you don't really want to mess with your eyes and there are things like social connection. If you're on your phone when you're out with other people, you can it can have really massive effect, like a lack of empathy or a loss of connection or feelings of loneliness, even when you're surrounded by people. And one thing I sort of want to gloss over because it really makes me angry, and I don't like talking about things that make me angry too much, but phone use and driving, even phone use and walking, when you look at the stats for people who suffer an injury because they're walking and using their phone, and obviously when people are driving and using their phones... I've now got, I never use my phone when I am walk. I say never. If I'm lost, I will nip into a shop and um, use my phone. But I try not to walk and use my phone. I always have it tucked away in my bag or a pocket. And when I drive, I don't use my phone unless I'm using it for sat-nav. I have it on airplane mode. And I have now become almost obsessed with my rear view mirror because pretty much I can tell when someone is using their phone when they're behind me. And that's going to cause me to have an accident because I get so worried about them rear-ending me that I'm then not focusing on the road. So I've had to really work on that. But maybe we'll maybe we'll dig into that in one of the future episodes. But it is something that makes me very, very angry when I see people using their phones when they're driving. So what I'm really struck by in all of this, the messages that I've received from you, my most excellent listeners, is how the desire to change our behavior with and around our phone falters. Because ultimately... We have no idea what a healthy, quote unquote, relationship with a handheld computer, which is essentially what our phones are, looks like. Two and a half hours a day, my screen time is a lot, but I have no idea how much to reduce it by in order to know that I've established a relationship with the device that won't do me any harm or will minimize the potential harm it could do to my circadian rhythms. All of the other things that I've just discussed. And so the fact that we don't know makes it really hard to establish a habit. And this might be why we struggle with this particular area, why it does feel messy, woolly, muddy. And why so many of you have requested it in this series, because all we're told is how bad excessive phone use is for us. Plus, we, as I've said earlier, we've come to that conclusion instinctively. And yet without a baseline to work towards, of course we're going to be stabbing in the dark to try to modify our behaviour and getting nowhere. I actually think this is why so many people go cold turkey or try to. This is what I was um, alluding to earlier. I think sometimes when you think, right, I'm doing something too much, I should just need to stop doing it. But I just don't believe that's the answer here. The real destination we're trying to get to with this habit is to a place where our phones are useful to us, because let's face it, having all of that information is useful to us. And they were intended to be useful for us, to us, but they don't take up quite as much of our time or attention. They're not so much of a distraction. So that is what I'm going to try to investigate over the next few weeks and with your input. So don't be shy. Get in touch. Email me thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. DM me on Instagram and Twitter or join the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes and put your suggestions or the kind of things that you would like me to ask experts because I have a roster of people that I'm trying to get to trying to record with during this month who can offer some really useful insight, who have done some research. But again, that episode with Johan is really wonderful. I really recommend you listen to what he has to say. He's a brilliant storyteller, but his research is incredible. So let me know what you want me to cover and how you would like me to... Or any information that you would like me to include in these next episodes I already have some structures in place I already have an idea of people that I want to speak to and of episodes I want to create but this show is for you we're making and breaking these habits together and so it's really important that you let me know anything that you would like me to ask of the experts or anything that you would like me to figure out while we while we've got this month where we're talking about phone usage thank you so much for listening I know that you're listening to this probably via a phone. So um, I'm going to say that that's okay. (laughs) um, Thank you so much for your time. I will see you on the next one.